0: Hello and welcome to Sweet Talk with Sugar Chef, the podcast, a platform for creators to chat about what really inspires them. They will share their life lessons that they've learned along the way, and most importantly, they'll tell us something sweet. Welcome, everyone, to Sweet Talk with Sugar Chef. I'm super excited to speak with our next guest. She's an internet star. She's a TV show host. She's the curator of Dating in Dallas, and she's also a clinical mental health counselor. Welcome to the show, Fanny Shannon. Welcome to the show, Fanny. Hey, hey, everybody.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: (laughs) Okay, I'm going to read. I'm going to totally embarrass you right now and read your wonderful bio to everyone, so I'm going to brag on you a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, okay. Okay, Theony Shannon holds a master's degree in clinical mental health counseling and is a certified cognitive behavioral coach practitioner. Like some of us, Theony is a person who has experienced success and failures that were connected to how she was thinking. Imagine Mm -hmm. that. That's when Theony realized that if she wanted to see positive change, she had to change her thought process. Finn is also the curator of Dating in Dallas. She's a talk show host and she is also an internet viral star. Welcome again to Sweet Talk with Sugar Chef Beanny Shannon. How are you today? Hey, Sugar Chef. I'm good. This is so much fun. Thank you for having me. <laughs> I'm excited to talk with you. I really am. Okay, so first question. We're gonna get all into it, okay? So Uh-oh. you're a Uh-oh. cognitive, okay, <laughs> so you're a cognitive behavioral coach practitioner. Tell us exactly what that is for people who may not know, and what's the biggest change that you've seen within yourself for changing your thought process? Okay.
1: So I am a certified cognitive behavioral life coach practitioner. So it's a little bit different from traditional life coaching. So traditional life coaching often um, has it's very goal-driven. So that's when you see like a lot of the Uh, vision board parties and setting goals. A lot of that was birthed from life coaching. So I always say I'm a precursor to life coaching because if you, my thought process is, if your thought life is not together, then you're not going to accomplish any goal that you have set out in your goal sheet or your vision board. So essentially the logo for my practice is you know, helping people discover who they are by helping them change how they think. So what I do is, is literally help people reframe and retrain their minds to look at not just who they are, but their current circumstances and even past trauma. Look at it from a different way. Think about it in a different way. Because if you reframe a bad situation, you change your perspective on it. And not okay. only that, but once you start to change your thought process, Once you start to change the way that you think about yourself, you view yourself in a different way and you show up in the world in a different way. And I always say this, once you know who you are for real, you walk differently, you talk differently, you act differently because you're thinking about yourself differently.
0: Mm -hmm. So that's what I do. I help people basically
1: to think. Absolutely.
0: Okay. So what's the biggest change? I
1: help people to, to think.
0: Right. So what's the biggest change that you've seen within yourself with changing your thought process?
1: So um, the biggest change I would see in me is fully accepting who I am, who standing is. And it took me a while to get there because okay. for years, uh, like I was married before, and I had an identity of myself that was really centered around being a married woman, being a Christian woman, what yes. that looked like. And that was all based on what people expected a Christian wife to be. Yeah, And I did not fit that mold at all. I was not super girly like the other women that we all kind of got married around the same time. You know, I wasn't a house decorator. I was, I'm was i a real round-the-way girl. Like, I'm from Jersey. So it's like, you uh-huh. know, you get Air Max, you get hoodies, you get hoops from me, you get – like, that is who I am. And I was trying so hard to be something that I just – I wasn't. And I was unhappy. I was, you know, stressed out. Um, issues happened in the marriage, and it took a toll on me physically, emotionally, spiritually, and it, it took me having to lose that marriage and to shed who that part of me was over the next three years was a journey of discovery, really learning who Fianna is. So the biggest change was me fully coming to terms with and accepting, and not just accepting but loving who I was. Because I, I come to find out that, you know what, I'm pretty dope. But I had to go <laughs> through the hell. I had to go yes. through the hell to see that,
0: you know? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, sometimes you got to go through the bad in order to get through the good, as they Man. say. Man. Yeah. So tell us about how you created Dating in Dallas and how <laughs> did you get started? Okay.
1: So Dating in Dallas uh, is a live stream talk show. comes on every Tuesday, 830. So I originally started dating in Dallas. It started off as just a Facebook Live, and I would really talk about the horrible dating experiences that I had dating here <laughs> in Dallas. I moved to Dallas about, well, to, to Dallas Metroplex, I should say, about three years ago. And okay. I started dating, you know, just newly divorced and, you know, just trying to get myself out there, not too much. But right. I, I was just running into a bunch of clowns. Like, I felt like I was at the circus. Like, it was just, it was a mess. <laughs> and I had so many bad stories that I would just, one day I got on Facebook Live, and I was like, let me tell y'all what happened to me on this date. And then there, people would be like, oh, my gosh, this is so totally funny. You relate. should do this, like, every yes. week.
0: Absolutely. And I'm mm-hmm.
1: like, nobody wants to hear me talk about, you know, my experiences like that. Like, who wants to hear what I have to say every week? So that's Mm -hmm. what I would do. But what happened was, is that it kind of evolved because first I wasn't dating like that to be, you know, to have a story to tell every week, but it kind of evolved and lessons that I learned from my marriage, from, um, you know, from dating, from, you know, a lot of work that I did with God on my emotions and my heart, like all those things. I would talk about that just on a Facebook live every week. And it just kind of evolved into a show. And so I was just like, you know what, what should I call, like, what should I call this? This is going to be anything. Before I named it anything, I was like, all right, because I pray about everything. And I was like, all right, God, if I'm going to do this, I don't want to be like these other fools out here on the Internet. Because they just be on the Internet and have nothing to say but foolishness. I was like, I can't do that. It has to be relevant. It has to be real. And it has to be godly. Like, I just, I can't. So, um, I got the title Dating in Dallas because that, that's how it started. It was my experience. But then it just evolved until I cover everything, life, love, and relationships from a Christian woman's perspective. So, that's what I do. I talk about everything. I talk about sex. I talk about, which is funny because people wouldn't think that a Christian woman is talking about sex, but I talk about <laughs> I know, <that>.
0: right? Um, <laughs>
1: You know, I talk about sex. I talk about dating somebody with kids. I talk about, you know, how your past trauma affects who you date and how you date. I talk about, um, you know, getting your credit together. I talk, I like, everything. And the one thing I love about Dating in Dallas, the, the premise of the show is that it's balanced. Because a lot of what is out there in terms of relationships is very one-sided. It's usually men gearing their content toward the emotion, and gaslighting women. So, for instance, Derek Jackson, right? He was just mm-hmm. out there a couple of weeks ago because he, you know, was blasting men, specifically Black men, and, you know, they need to live up to this, they need to be accountable, and da 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 And, <gasps> low is behold, the old. Derek Jackson is cheating mm-hmm. on his wife. Yep. Right? Seven so, times. he spent, yeah, he spent years, years uh, marketing his content And gaslighting women because he knows how to prey on and he knows what words to say to trigger the emotions of women. And that's a lot of relationship content that is out there specifically for black and brown people. But with my show, it's a balanced approach because I call out women just as much as I call out men. Because women, we got some issues too.
0: Black women, we got issues
1: too. We absolutely have issues. And so – um, nothing gets accomplished and barriers are not torn down unless those conversations are had. So on dating in Dallas, I like to have a balanced approach and have those, those hard conversations.
0: So, yeah. Okay. So you're a frontline worker. What has helped you to keep it all together?
1: I would say what helps me to keep it together is a lot of prayer. I mean, my relationship with God is, is paramount. Like, that is priority in my life. And then the other thing is laughter. Like, I love comedy. I like to laugh. Um, and then just being in the middle of a pandemic where people, you know, were dying daily. And then, you know, we're under, we were under a horrible presidential administration. Um, my escape from that was just a lot of prayer and a lot of comedy, a lot of laughter. Like, I would watch, you know, comedy shows and, you know, different things like that. Like, it helped me. Um, just to stay positive, you know, even to make fun of some things that happened during the pandemic um like that's really what helped me because you know in the covid space, I actually work for i'm on a covid response team, so i'm an administrator, I coordinate vaccines, you know i talk to an uh, investigation right in that under. have tested positive. Yeah. So, you know, I talk to patients that have tested positive. It's a lot of counseling, people asking me, you know, am I going to die? Those kinds of questions, at the end of the day, I'm ready to go to bed. Like, I'm tired because it's draining. But um, I just kind of leave it. I leave it in prayer and then like I, I do something mindless. I do something that's like I watch something funny or, you know, something like that. Or I talk to my friends. And, like, there are so many different outlets, so many different coping strategies that are positive that can help you get through the pandemic. And not all of them are sitting, and you're, this is going to sound crazy because I am, you know, I'm a clinician, but not all of them involve sitting on a therapist's couch because not everybody
0: um, is drawn to that.
1: therapy. Right. Yeah. Not everybody is drawn to therapy in that way. But there are therapeutic means to cope with that kind of stress. That doesn't involve,
0: you know, you going to see a a psychiatrist or somebody like that. Now, is there anything you could have done to prepare yourself for the huge amount of work that was coming your way? I would say,
1: I would say no, because this this virus was so new, and there was so much that the government didn't know. And then, you know, again, we were dealing with a president who. Was not listening to anything scientific. He wasn't listening to the scientists or to research. Like it was all political gain and money for him. So a lot of what the news and the updates and the things that we were getting from um, from the White House at that time was very skewed. Um, so there really wasn't anything. I don't think I could have done to prepare. It was just dealing with it as it, you know, as it would come. Just kind of dealing with even the waves of numbers going up and like you would see it around the holiday time a week after the holidays we would get an influx of patients that needed to be tested why because you know they were told don't have the holiday gathering this year you know guys do things on zoom but you have we're a society of people that are family oriented so you want to be around your family it's christmas time it's thanksgiving it's whatever it's birthdays so run the risk and, you know, you have something where somebody may have been affected and then everybody in the house who was in the house that day got COVID. Yep. And so we have to test all of them. Um. So you just kind of deal with it as it comes. I really don't think there was anything I could have done to prepare for it.
0: but. So we're going to take a commercial break right now. And you're listening okay. to Sweet Talk with Sugar Chef. You've seen me baking in some of the best kitchens on Food Network. Now you can bake with me, virtually. Contact Sugar Chef to schedule a private or group baking class. Visit us at www.sugachef.com to schedule your private or group baking class. Making life sweeter, one dessert at a time. And we are back with Sweet Talk with Sugar Chef. And we're talking to the infamous, the legendary the <laughs> internet star herself, Fanny Shannon of Dating in Dallas. Okay, so Fanny, I see that you're yeah. heavily involved with your community. Tell us about what keeps you motivated and what keeps you helping out in your community.
1: Um, because I want to see better for
0: people.
1: Yeah. Um, I am... I look at myself as kind of – I call myself an encouragement architect, and I got that moniker uh, from my friend Andre. He, in the IT space, he calls himself a solutions architect. So basically he helps to develop solutions for different IT problems and companies and corporations and things like that. So I like to look at myself as building people up through encouragement. Um, And I want to see better for people because a lot of times – When life hits you and it hits you hard and it hits you in several different areas all at the same time, you lose sight of who you are. You lose sight of um, just the uniqueness and just the greatness that God has put inside of you. So I think what keeps me motivated is to see people, like, really walk in and step into the fullness of who God made them to be. That's what keeps me motivated. It doesn't happen all the time. And sometimes I have to you know motivate myself but yes.
0: yeah that's, awesome. that's mm-hmm. a big part yeah so let's hear about your viral internet star moment <laughs> let's talk about that and let's talk about your tv show come on tell us all about okay. it spill your, spill your guts. <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay so the viral I don't know if it's viral but the viral, viral. moment happened the viral moment happened I was Uh, I had not watched, at that time, I had not watched the news in a long time, just because I was tired of looking at Donald Trump on the news every day, doing or saying something stupid. Well, this one day, I was getting ready for work. It was a Monday morning. And (laughs) I said, let me look at um, at least look at the weather and the traffic to see, like, what my community's going to be like. So, Mm -hmm. it's a Monday. I'm tired. I'm, like, putting lotion on my face, getting dressed real slow, putting lotion on, and I turned on the TV and all of a sudden, I see this black woman, right, and she had on this maroon dress with the shoulder cut out, and she turned to the side and oh, she that's... had like these buns. It was like four buns, yeah. and baby hairs were laid, skin was shining, legs was all oil. Shit was,
0: was shined like, up, yeah. She's man,
1: around. I said, who is this? Oh my god! So I quit, picked up my phone. And just did, like, a 40-second commentary on it, right? Posted it on Instagram, went to work. So the next day I wake up and my phone is, like, going crazy. And I'm thinking it's early again. I'm like, what is going on? Did something happen? And my phone is just blowing up with all these notifications. And then my uh, Facebook inbox is, like, crazy. And this person, who I don't even know, he was like, girl, do you know you went viral? And I'm like, what do you mean I went viral? He said, because of the video you did. And I'm thinking, I'm like, oh my God, Danny, what did you say? Like, oh girl, what'd you say? Because, you know, I'm, I'm notorious for saying something crazy. I'm like, all right.
0: Trying to recount all the things I might have said. You're trying to backtrack like, no, to see, wait, did I say
1: something Nick, crazy? Right For real. So yeah. um, so he was like, no, for the, uh, the video you did on the, uh, the girl who does the traffic. I was like, what? So I looked, and it was like all of these views, and I went on Instagram, and I didn't even know her name. So I had to look up WFAA, the traffic girl, you know, google it. Her name, her name popped up to Shaw Parker. So I went on Instagram and looked her up, and she posted the video. And She was like, if you can find who this woman is, please tag her. So in the comments, she's like, hey sis, it's me. So she immediately hit my inbox. She was like, sis, oh my gosh, we have to go live. So I was like, okay, so the next day, I want to say like 2 PM, we went live. And she just asked me, like, what made you do that video? I said, because I'd never seen a black woman look like you,
0: represent brown them. like you, dressed mm-hmm.
1: like you on the news. Like usually the way that they portray us, you always have like that door the explorer, helmet hair. Like with the blitz like it's just we don't, they don't, they don't dress us well. You know what I mean? They don't present us yeah. well.
0: Yeah, she's very progressive so, in terms of her hair.
1: Man, and her to see her with her natural hair, with that body, that dress, that brown skin—the oh, just mm-hmm. like this is amazing. We need cocoa this. butter, <laughs> cocoa butter, coconut oil, honey. Like it was just—it was amazing. So. You know, from there, she actually agreed to do um, Come On Dating in Dallas that night. So she came on Dating in Dallas, and that night, my views went through the roof. It was crazy. And then since then, we have become friends. Like We talk often. We go out. We go, you know. um, But wait,
0: how many views did you end up getting from your video? How many views did that video get?
1: I don't even... uh, I don't know. I know it was in the thousands. And yes. then even on her post like she posted it and they got like thousands it like viral. it was just it was it was crazy It went
0: viral It was crazy yeah, it went viral.
1: I was yeah. just like so I was blown away just completely blown away. So then um just in getting to know her and how she presents on TV I was like this chick can really dress like she she really is like dope. So yeah. now I do a a commentary on Tashara Parker just about every morning. I may do it like two, three times a week, where I just do a commentary on what she's wearing and what, what look she's serving, what she's giving, what is she showing us. And <laughs> it's to the point now where people really don't look even look at the it. news for the news anymore. Yeah, I'm not even down so I look forward
0: to hearing <laughs> it. <laughs> right.
1: And that's the funny thing, people who don't even aren't even in Dallas. They don't even look at the news for it anymore. They really watch for to see Tashar what she's gonna wear and then to and see the video say. I'm gonna post on Instagram. Mm-hmm. So it has become like almost like a little show in and of itself. It's so funny. But I love it. I love it. I you know, I don't get any kind of compensation for it because I don't need to. Um, it is literally just one black woman showing
0: appreciation and love for another black woman. Yeah. But you have gotten compensated for it, just in a sense. Actually, both of you, because it, that's when you can say divine things happen, and you just never know when, yeah. you just never know where. Because from her going viral, and I'm not saying it wouldn't have happened organically, because she does phenomenal work. She's a phenomenal journalist, and she does great work in Dallas. But just from her um, going viral with her hair and what she was wearing and everything else, she started um, Uprooted, which is a, uh, is it Uprooted? What's it called? Rooted? Rooted. Rooted. Yes. She's launched Rooted, which is a segment that she does in Dallas. And she talks about natural hair and in the professional environment and this and then the other. Um, you know, she has a bun ministry, that she calls it. She started doing T-shirts and things like that. And from yeah. there, you know, it, you know, you launched Dating in Dallas and now you have your own TV show, which kind of helps me to segue. Tell us about your TV show, Dating in Dallas. Tell us about it. I know you talked so, a little bit about it, but let's talk about it a little, just a little bit more. So the
1: TV show, Dating in Dallas, is literally the stream show, Dating in Dallas. So w- what, yeah. happened was, what, happened what happened
0: was, was, was what had happened <laughs> was,
1: I was joking while streaming the show probably about a month ago uh, with my producer, Boogie, and I was like, Boogie, I, I don't boogie. Just believe in God. <laughs> hey, Boogie. Um, I was like, I am just believing God that we're going to have a nationally syndicated show, right? That was a Tuesday. When, not even 24 hours later, on a Wednesday, I get a Facebook friend request, and um, I looked at it, I was like, I don't know who this is. Like, he was like a creeper. I don't know. But then he <laughs> followed up with a message, and he said, You know, hey, my name is Jay Frieda. I am um, the executive producer for my TV 26 uh, It's a local station in Modesto in California. Um, do you still do your podcast? Now, I don't even know how he knew that I did any kind of content because we're not friends on Facebook. We don't even have any mutual friends. So he, I said yes, and he was like, well, can you send me a couple of your episodes? So I sent him my episodes, and he says, I'm looking to expand our content to have more uh, people of color on the station. I want it to be a more diverse station. So he was like, I want to put you on the station. I was like, wait, wait, wait. <laughs> you want to put me on TV? Yeah. Man. And he was like,
0: mm-hmm.
1: yes. And I was like, stop playing with me. I said, Please, sir. Like, i like, I ain't got time. Like, for real. He said, no, seriously. He said, um, I just need you to send me, like, whenever you tape your episodes, I'll edit it and do everything. And then, you know, you can review it, but you're going to be on every Thursday at nine o'clock. So now every Thursday at nine o'clock, dating in Dallas is on my TV 26. <laughs> but while, right. <laughs> there you have it. And while it's not a nationally quote unquote syndicated show, it is absolutely the beginning of something. So that has yeah, opened up. Something. Right. And it's opened up so many um different possibilities. So now, I'm in the space of, you know, I have, to put, I have to put together a bio. I have to have a photo shoot. Like, and all, all these things, and all these things that I'm thinking, that okay, I need, God has just provided for me to have them. Like, it just so happened one of my followers is an amazing stylist. Like, she styles for Elle and Harper's Bazaar. And, like, so we were just, she reached out to me one day. And um, she was like, you know what, I'm going to style you. And I was like, Chris, I cannot afford you. <laughs> like, I cannot. She said, no, this is on me because you're such a positive person, and I love what you do. I'm, I'm going to do this for you. So she's going to style my photo shoot. So all of these things just kind of came together, mm-hmm. yeah. um, and all of it, the impetus of it was me going through all that I went through a couple of years ago, moving here, discovering who I was, Changing how I thought that allowed me to be in a space to do a little 30 second commentary on another black woman that just opened up a whole world of
0: possibility for me. Yeah, I believe in divine order, and everything happens in the way in which it's supposed to happen. And there you Mind. have it divine order. Okay, so how can our listeners find you? Like, what are your handles on social media? So on, um, on Facebook,
1: I am CNE Shannon, so T-H-E-E-A-N-Y, and my last name is Shannon. Um, so when I do uh, Dating in Dallas, that's every Tuesday, 830 Central Standard Time, 930 Eastern Standard Time. Um, if you send your phone request on Facebook, you will get the notifications for when uh, the show goes live. And then on Instagram, I am simply underscore Fianny. So th- simply underscore T-H-E-E-A-N-Y. And that's how you can find me.
0: Okay. And what's on the horizon for Fanny Shannon?
1: <sighs> so this year I am, I'm a certified cognitive life, uh, ki- sorry, certified cognitive behavioral life coach practitioner. But I am going to uh, take my licensure test to become a licensed professional counselor um, and then also working more on expanding the brand. So, yeah. you know, dating and Dallas is just one aspect of Sandy Shannon. I also have a private practice that I actually do uh, life coaching. So really expanding that more and then, honestly, this summer, I'm going to be connecting more with my viewers, specifically those who are in the Dallas, the DFW area. So this summer I'm going to be doing lunches with B, um where I'm going to pick a Black-owned restaurant a Black-owned business, um, I want to say twice a month, two or three times a month, on the weekends. And I'm just going to say, hey, y'all, I'm going there for lunch. And we're going to meet, hang out, have fun, eat you know, just kind of bug out and get to know one another because that's my biggest thing. I want to connect with people that watch me and if I can't do it, you know, for those who are, who live in other states, absolutely want to have a kind of face-to-face connection with those who, you know, are close. So that's what's going to be happening. So I have a lot of stuff. I'm very, very busy. Very busy. Yeah, that sounds like a
0: fun and delicious time for everybody. Yes. In Dallas and the surrounding areas. Yeah. Yeah, so thank you so much, Danny Shannon, for your time, and please keep your light shining for all the single folks all over the world. <laughs> thank you, Sugar Shah. But it was a pleasure speaking with you. Congratulations, and I'm really, really looking forward to seeing, um, you know, what's next for you, and what's, what we can do to help you to, to get to where you really want to get to. thank you you honey
1: listen I appreciate you
0: (laughs) thank you for tuning in to sweet talk with sugar chef the podcast